Views Before the Six, Episode 3. It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Thrust, what up? You know, I'm just, you know, excited, excited to get this, you know, we got this ball rolling. Uh, thank you for everyone that tuned in, all the response, all the positive, you know, all the feedback, positive, whatever it is, just any kind of feedback people tuned in, like what they're hearing and adding their ideas. So this, this is a big one we got right here, though. You know, as, you guys, as you guys are going to notice, Thrust is sounding a little different today because Thrust is doing the phone interview because the weather is crazy and the snow is piled high, so Thrust couldn't make it into the studio. But, yo, this week we got a man who's not only my homeboy, but also a legend, not only in Canadian hip-hop, but in hip-hop in general. And he goes by the name of K-Cut. Yeah, what up, Tease? What, what up, Brad? What up, brother? I'm chilling, chilling. Yo, this is dope, man, because um, like you said, man, me and you are boys and we've known each other for time. And and Thrust too, that's that's the big homie. Like we we we've been like on the pavements, man, you know what I mean? So this is dope, man. Actually sitting here with y'all and, and actually doing this, man. It feels like I'm just doing this with my brothers right now, you know what I mean? Dope, so dope. That's what's up, man. Yo, yes. so true man so true man so it's nice you know we can put on a different uniform to do this man that's all oh hell yeah man it, it's, it's crazy man because like i said you guys are my brothers so it's just like you know just it's like kicking it man like every other day you know what i mean and just doing the yeah. podcast is special right now you know what i mean it's just uh the icing on the cake right now you know what i mean so yo the first question we ask everybody mm-hmm. is were you born in toronto i was born in toronto bam bam Right, I was a, a lot of people. A lot of you know, we've been doing like so many interviews with uh, the reunion stuff, and a lot of people ask me, "Yo, so where were you? Are you from New York? Or are you from Toronto?" I was born in Toronto, and I left Toronto when I was like three years old, and we moved to New York. So I, I did school, and all my schooling was done in New York, and I grew up in New York and everything like that. The the, the connection with being um, born in Toronto was that every summer my mom used to send me and my brother here to our grandparents' house. So we used to spend all the summers in in, in, uh, in Canada. And then when September came, we went back and we went to school back in New York. You know what Word. I mean? Okay, so yo, then what's your background? Like, what's your ethnic background? My, my background is um, Guyanese and uh, Jamaican. My, my mom's okay. side is Guyanese. And um, my dad's side is Jamaican. Yeah, bananas, bananas, bananas. That's why, that's why, like, that's why me and Kev always connected to each because I was Guyanese, Guyanese raised, you know what I mean? You know, I have antique and Trinidadian heritage. And I was the opposite of Kevin. I spent all my summers in New York with my right. family and then back here. So we always, when we bumped up and met when we was young, he was one of the few people that could just relate, like, oh, you know about the city, you know about this, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not cat like that, yeah. It was, it was crazy because, I mean, you know, you know, Thrust, me and you, we knew each other from, like, from from time so that the connection was just like really really dope man and even up to now even even we supposed to be in the video man the first video but me and x me and x went down in new york dj x we you know we already got in line to come out here we fell asleep when we was young and we smoking some weed we went to new york and we stayed in ron nelson's uh this girl he was seeing in her apartment and we fell asleep and we missed the video shoot we're supposed to be in that and um and what was the gangstar video man uh just to get a rap was the same thing. Right. See, you guys, come on, man. <laughs> see, that's what we, that's, see, that's what we does to you. 
That was a watch Rogers do his thing. Watch Rogers do his thing. We supposed to be. The, I remember that. I was like, oh, we went to the tunnels the night before. That's why. <laughs> so, yo, how did you get into like hip hop? How did you get into DJing? Well, back in the days, like in in New York City, like like in the early eighties, I would I would say. It was always music was always playing like in the streets and people's cars and and everything. So basically, one it was a hot summer and they started playing. This is the first time I've ever heard like hip hop, and they played Rappers Delight, and I think it did it for everybody in in that at that time. It was like, what is this? You know, hip. You know what I mean? It was just crazy. So from 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 that moment, it was just like I wanted to do what these guys were doing. You know what I mean? And then it got even more intense. You know when when breakdancing started. You know, you know coming out and you know the the movie Beach Street. You know came out. You know what I mean? And Run DMC came out and they were playing on MTV. It was just like. This is what I want to do. I want to be these guys and you know do what they're doing because this is you know it was like the streets. You know what I mean? The streets yeah. are now on mainstream, and that's where you know the love for hip hop you know started with those guys. You know what I mean? And then they had the radio station WBLS and Kiss FM. They had Chuck Chill Out, Mr. Magic, and these guys were playing all this cool hip hop and pretty much you know like you know. Like the youths of that time, you wanted you wanted to be a part of it. So you know, it, it was a thing of like my mom had turntables, like the tower turntables and stuff with the you know with the volumes yeah. and the, the different you know the Kenwoods and all of that. Yeah, so yeah, we used, yeah. So we used to take uh, my mom's records and put it on the um, the platter and put the needle on and try to do the same thing like um, the Herbie Hancock record, Rocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we used to use um, we didn't have a fader, a mixer back then. So we used to take the volume and you know like go up and down <laughs> and play around with you know what I mean and, uh, yeah. yeah and so that's how we developed you know the scratching technique for, for us and stuff so that's how we started scratching and stuff you know what I mean you, you, like, mentioned, you mentioned you mentioned a, a name there uh, Miss McKenzie, man. Right. Like your mom's. A huh. lot of people don't know your mom. Know your mom, but how integral was your mom leading into the main source and and, and the management? She because she was manager. She was like she must have been really different growing up with a mother like that in the household. Like yeah. what was it like? I mean, my mom was like she uh, she was actually like she was young back then, but at the same time too, she was very open because I guess in her childhood too, she did a lot of traveling and she was a model. Back then, so you know, her way of thinking. She was a model. Yeah, my mom was a model, so she was. Um, oh. I believe she was signed to like Ford Agency or something like that. So she did a lot of traveling and stuff. So um, you know, like the, she wasn't like the typical parent where it was every you gotta you gotta finish you know school, go to college, and get a you know regular job. She was just like, if this is what y'all want to do, you know what I mean? Like you know, I'll see you guys through it. Like this is your vision. So she. Well, that, she that's, that's that's. That's what I was trying to get on, because your creativity, like that album, you know, I mean, that album is so groundbreaking, and, and just like, you know what I mean, like, it just changed the game in so many levels, and you guys just coming up in that household, that there must have been that environment that the parent, that your parents made you, yeah. I always wondered that, you know what I mean, to have that, that you know, that, you still have that state of mind, Kevin, you like the hip-hop you know, Bohemia, right? you always like cutting edge like that. So I know your mom's at home. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I mean, like, again, like, 
music has always been in our household. My grandfather was a musician, you know what I mean? So he used to make records like in the 70s and stuff like that. So he had his own independent record and a record company, I should say. And um, I, 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 it's always been in the blood, you know what I mean? And, and, as, and as far as like, you know, cousins and stuff like that one of our cousins is eddie grant you know what i mean that made this record electric avenue, yeah, electric avenue. no shit yeah so that's our cousin so, that's right yeah man so you know like it's always been there you know what i mean so it's just one of those things where you know music is is definitely in the family so it's 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 like are we gonna pick up on it and are we gonna you know do it and you know from we just started to do it man like that being said okay so let's just talk about family for a second everybody knows main source was large professor and you and your brother so right. scratch or scratch is your brother older or younger than you my brother's older than me so did you guys did he get into DJing first and then you kind of followed suit or did you guys get into it together we got into it at the same time it was just, it was in the house man it was just music was just flowing so you know when when like I said when when, when that whole, you know, hip hop and Molly Ma and, and and you know Mr. Magic and Red Alert and Chuck Chillout was you know that was a part of our history. So we both were drawn to that you know whole culture. You know what I mean. So we started at the same time for sure. Word. Okay. Let's obviously, you know, you can't talk about K Cut without talking about Main Source. Mm -hmm. How did you? How did you guys all meet? How did you meet Large Pro? How did that whole thing come about? Okay, well, long story short, like, um, we all went to school at John Brown High School in New York City in Flushing, and um, I was best friends with his friend Van. Okay. And Van, and he, Paul, like Large Pro mentions him in a couple of songs, Vanimator or whatever. So um, myself and Van were like really cool because it was like the cool kind of crowd and stuff like that. You know, Jabols and Tommy Hilfiger and Polo kind of crew, you know. Right. So like I was always about that. And we just, we just, you know, became friends because of, you know, the dressing and style and stuff like that. And basically... Um, you know, one day I was talking to him and I was like, yo, I'm trying to, you know, put together a group and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, I got I got to do that get MC. He's dope. He's dope. And I was like, all right, cool. Like everybody says they're dope. You know what I mean? So he introduced me to Paul, you know, which is the large professor. And back then his name was Paul Juice. He didn't right. have a large professor then. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I connected with him and me, again, like he was, you know, a part of like the dressing style, like polo and, you know, dribbles and, you know, rock ports and all of that stuff. So we, we all had, you know, we, we all, you know, had that like, yo, I can vibe with this dude because he's, you know, we think the same. So anyhow, um, you know, he came over to the crib and I introduced him to my mom and my brother and um he was he was just doing some rhymes or whatever and we said yo that's the dude like you know let's rock with him and at the same time too um when when large pro came over the crib you know what i mean nick the exotic king too yes you know what yes. i mean so it was, yeah. it was supposed to be two mcs in the group but um, unfortunately something happened with nick and 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 he didn't you know he wasn't you know able to to join the group and um it just became large pro you know what I mean? So it was just us, Large Pro, and um, we had one other friend of ours who was a, a DJ, and um, he was in the group too. His name was John Bay. We call, um, he was he was down with us as well. But again, like you know, it was just like a thing where you know lives changed, things happened, and he couldn't you know participate in the group, and it just came down to two DJs and one MC. 
Word. Okay, so yo, with that being said, is that around the time were you already into producing? Is this when you uh, got into producing? Like, how did the production start for you? We we had an idea of uh, an idea of what we wanted to do, but you know we didn't have the, the equipment. You know what I mean? Um, back then, I had this little Casio machine, um, and then, and then Large Pro had this uh, the DMX uh, drum machine, but it didn't have where you can sample. So you know we we were stuck then. So we just we just try to make do with what we have with, with the Casio, and you know try to loop beats and stuff like that. You know, we were looping like Link Collins Stink and all of that craziness. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Large Pro had his, you know, some funk records and we had, you know, my mom's collection and stuff like that. So we were messing around and, you know, um, again, like we had some other friends that were actually going into the studio and recording. And um, basically they came back, they played their demo tape and the crew was called System Fresh Crew. And um, they were like, yo, this is what we did. We went to the studio called 1212. We used this guy named um, Paul C. He's dope. Oh, that's right. The yeah. infamous, the infamous oh, Paul C. Oh, man. Right? We're not going to do a Paul C section with you. That's crazy. Ex- exactly. That's so, crazy. so what happened was, you know, we got the information. You know, I told my mom, listen, this this guy's supposed to be incredible. Like, he put together their, their demo and rare array. So my mom called up, you know, the studio and went down and spoke to the studio manager and then basically set the session with Paul C. And after that, it, that's, you know, pretty much, you know, the story of how Main Source, the, the birth of Main Source and, and Paul C. So basically, um, with the Paul C. session, you know, we went in and, and we created um, Think. And then we did um, Adam. And that was all Paul C., you know, programming and, and basically uh, co-producing the record with us. We brought, you know, the samples and he basically put them together and, and constructed that whole thing with us, you know, co-producing it with him. And for those of you who listened to the first episode, John Bronski talks about Think being on the Cold Front compilation because it's not on Breaking Adams. Right. So, you know... Yeah, that was an indie, right? That was an indie, like, one time. Yeah, that was... Like, that was that was um, that was our own record label because um, when we did when we did um, we had another version of Think right um, and that we were shopping around at different record companies and stuff like that and the first record company that basically uh, picked us up was um, Zakia and if yeah. you guys if you guys know Zakia they had um, Eric B and Rakim that's yeah. when they put out um, Eric B as president. So, um, yeah, so that was our first um, label label that we signed to. Um, Unfortunately, what happened was that the label went bankrupt and they basically folded and we had to start over again. So that's when we went back in the studio and the version that you guys know now, think is the the new version. So is this when you guys are the actuals? Yeah, that's when we were the actuals. Word, okay. So a lot of people don't know that Main Source was a group called the actuals before they were Main Source. Yeah, that's the the label that we went with, like the the name of it, you know what I mean? And that was, um, it was just, it just felt right at the moment. So after we, 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 we had the situation with the label that folded, Zakia, we just, my mom was like, basically, why don't we just do it ourselves? Like, you know what I mean? So we just went full steam ahead and, and basically pressed up these records, you know what I mean? And, and basically, you know, try to get people in, in, involved with it. And what happened was um, Pete Rock, I guess, got wind of the record 
and that's when he was on with Molly Ma, and he was loving the record. Red Alert got wind of the record, and they started playing it. And every time they would play it in New York City, and that, that's pretty much the birth of like, you know, what was going on, and, and people were catching onto the main source wave. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yo, did Paul C teach you how to make beats pretty much? Paul C taught Large Pro how to make beats, right? Okay. And in turn, like, I was always watching Large Pro and basically got the technique from watching Paul C and watching Large Pro. You know right. what I mean? So, right. basically, yeah, um, Paul C took um, Large Pro under his wing because Large Pro basically, you know, you know, had he had a vibe with Paul C, and and, and 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 it was a great vibe. You know what I mean? And they used to hang out and go record shopping, and you know, like I said, Paul C took him under his wing, and you know, from from those from watching those guys, you know what I mean? I learned how to basically you know program and make beats, and you know the the whole formula. So we basically you know inherited like Paul C style. You know what I mean? When when Paul C passed away, it was just like you know, we got to just carry the torch. And that's right. how, you know, the main source sound pretty much is. It's it's, it's Paul C all the way. Because that's the thing. Did, like, did, sorry, did, sorry. They ever, did they ever solve his, uh, that murder? I remember it was like one of those weird freak murders that it was like unsolved. Did it ever get solved? It was never solved to this day. Never solved. It's just, you know, unfortunate that it happened. And, you know, to a, a you know, a guy like Paul C, he, you know, he didn't do anything to anybody. He was just that dude that was just like, when you see him, you love him. You know what I mean? His yeah, 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 everybody said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So whoever did it, it's just like, why did you take this guy away from us, man? He was just one of those special dudes, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. It's crazy. Is Paul C how you guys met Mikey D? We... We all were in the same like studio because uh, Mikey D used to uh, Mikey D and Paul C were in a group together called the LA Posse. Were, right, that's right. Feral Feral Munch and and um, they had organized confusion. There was a whole bunch of other cats. Um, Razel, the the beatbox yeah. dude. They were all at uh, all at twelve twelve. So that's how you know the whole Queens thing and, and MCs Lost Boys was there. You know what I mean, like. That's how, like, the connection of, like, all of us know each other because of 1212, you know what I mean? It was everybody in 1212 at that time. You know? Yeah, that was so, a spot. Yeah. I mean, yo, the, the big assumption always is, when people talk about main source, is that Large Pro produced everything. Now, yeah. that's not the case, really? No, that's not the case, man. I mean, like, you know... The, the, put it this way like the the main source album breaking adams was a collective you know in terms of you know large pro would bring the ideas you know what i mean in terms of like he would have like something already you know put together but then we would go in the studio and then we would put add other stuff to it that all the other elements right, right. that would make that whole song you know what i mean so he came with the bones but we all you know collectively you know put all the 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 icing on the cake in the studio and stuff you know what i mean there were some records that he did solely by himself and there's records that I did solely by myself too you know what I mean I did pieces not the word to play you know what I mean word with large pro large um, pro adding like you know certain elements to the record so it was like you know it was it was just one of those things I think you know because 
the, the, the situation with Large Pro is because he was more out there as a producer and he was doing like G-Rap and, you know, people heard that he was doing Eric B and Rakim at the time. It was just more or less like, yo, that's the dude. You know what I mean? But when it came to Main Source, it was like a collective of, of, of we, we did it together kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you can't talk about that album, that album, sorry, Breaking Adams, Without talking about a young Nas, right? What do you remember about yeah. a young Nas? I mean, I remember, you know, he used to come over the crib all the time, and Large Pro would be with him. You know what I mean? And and you know, he would always be around us. You know what I mean? So at that time, it was just like, yo, like I heard like the demos when they were in the studio at Power Play doing the demos, and I was like, yo, this kid is dope. Like, so we we always had Akinelli around us. We always had Fatal around us. So we had a crew of people always around us, you know what I mean, that could MC. Joe Fatal, man. How come you think he never became bigger than he was? Um, that's something you got to ask Fatal, man. Actually, right. I, 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 I talked to Fatal the other day. I talked to Fatal the other day, too. And I told him if we ever do something in Toronto, you know, would he come out? And he was like, yo, I'm in, man. I'm in. I'm in. So he, if we ever do something in Toronto, he's definitely coming out for it, though. Yo, I love Joe Fatal's verse on Barbecue, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. ah, yo. It's crazy because yeah. I, I came to the 20-year uh, anniversary yeah. at, in New York the other day. Mm -hmm. And I saw Large Pro and I was mm -hmm. like, yo... And this is the truth, man. I remember seeing Front Door video on Much Music right. and him rocking the Jays cap. Yeah. And that like yeah. was such a big deal to me, you yeah. know what I mean, growing up, yeah. you know? And the thing is, I always thought you guys were from Toronto because right. of that. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. right. To later find out that obviously you and your brother were from Toronto, right. you know? Right. Right. So it's just like a crazy thing, man. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, And the funny thing about it, looking back at that, I never really thought about, you know, like, Pro putting that hat on. I think it was just like, you know, it was something that, yo, the hat is, that's a fresh hat, yo, so let me just put that on with the gear, you know what I mean? It's so. funny, because when I told him that, he laughed, he's like, I knew what I was doing, I knew what I was doing, you know what I mean? Shout out to Large Pro, you know what I'm saying, man? I mean, yo, listen, I don't want to, it is the 25th year anniversary of Breaking Adams. Right. We should talk about that you guys are reissuing the album, it comes with a 45 of what, um... What was it, uh... Uh, how my man went down in the, the game, game and, and uh, faking the fun. Remix. Yeah, the yeah. remix, right? Right. On a forty-five, you can get that on vinylmeplease.com. All of that. I don't want to spend too much time on that. I want to talk about like fuck what you think, which was the album afterwards. Right. So you basically did all that production. Yeah. You and your brother. I I actually did a lot. The the majority. My brother did like one song on it, but he was still again part of what we were doing in terms of like yo add this and add that you know what I mean so like the, again the bones came from me but you know when we were in the studio he you know definitely had his his ear on you know the project you know to, to say okay let's let's put this on let's let's try this or whatever you know why Mikey D why Mikey D to replace is it because of the already existing connection I think I think Mikey D was you know at the time it was just like yo he was that dude like you know we always loved Mike and what he was doing with Paul C and, and like he came from the same background man like the whole foundation with Paul C so it was just like why not put Mike on you know what I mean right 
Yeah. And he's a dope MC. Don't get like you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's been a dope MC. Yeah. He still is he's still a, a dope yeah. MC. You know what I mean? He's like, got a project right now that's just it's deep. fire. Did you get it? Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fire, dude. Like that's fire. straight. You know? So like he's just dope. I I think he's probably one of those MCs that. You know, again, like you know, we we call we call ourselves like you know certain like producers like myself and like Mikey D, like people that people that you know a lot of people slept on. They really don't know the history until they really search and they're like, oh wow, he did that, he did that. Oh shit, exactly. I didn't know. You know what I mean? I thought it was you know about you know Large Pro or whatever. Not to take uh, take away from Large Pro, but you know we we are like the unsung heroes. You know what I mean? In the right. background. You know what I'm saying? What's crazy is when we were at the show mm-hmm. at SOBs, there was two dudes behind me, and I heard the conversation they were having, uh-huh. and they're like, "Yo, who's that dude on the stage there?" And they were talking about Mikey D, uh-huh. and I guess the yeah. one dude didn't know who he was, and his own was like, "Yo, that's Mikey D. That dude's a Queens legend, bro." Like. LL Cool J time That guy battled Everybody yeah. da, da, da. And if you know The history Yo that guy Battled everybody yeah, Battled now LL yeah. Cool J Like everybody yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. man he, he went He went crazy man Back then man He was He was killing MCs man MCs were like Really scared of him man Because he just he just flows, man. Like it, 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 even like when I when I have a normal conversation, he just has you dying. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Lyrics for days, lyrics to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, yo. Something I gotta ask that I've wanted to know about about that album, right? The locks, right? Are on set it off. How did you? How did you guys like? How did that happen? A lot of people don't even know that the Warlocks. That was the Locks. That was their first record ever. That right? was their first again, like Nas. Like you know, their first that appearance worked. on on any record was Main Source record. You know what I mean? Word. So again, like um, my, I think my brother, my brother had connected with them, and um, he brought them to the house, and it was like, yo, these kids is crazy. You know what I mean? And and I met them, and I was like, all right, cool. Well, we're gonna go in the studio, and we're trying to finish off this, you know, second album in order to turn it to Wild Pitch. And basically, you know, we just decided to do a posse cut again. And and Shaq Queen is on that too. Yeah, that, that's Kuji. That was Kuji wife's. Yeah, Kuji uh, Kuji Rap's wife. Yeah, word word. Yeah, Shaq Queen, man. She's she's dope that's as crazy. well. Oh man. man. So um, yeah, man, we just went in and and the locks came on. They were called the Warlocks back then. Word, you know what I mean. So um, Jadakiss and um, and um, Sheik came on the record and and blessed the record. You know what I mean. And we just you know we just said we, let's have fun with it, man. And we weren't trying to like you know make a record like Breaking Adams, man. We just wanted to just you know be creatively like you know. We were inspired, so we just wanted to just work on music, man. That's all we, you know, wanted to do is just music, man. We weren't trying to replace Large Pro or, you know, compete or anything like that. We just wanted to make records, man, because we came into this game loving the music and, you know, we wanted to just, that's what we wanted to do. So, you know, we we just said, let's just do it, man. Exactly. What was it like, uh, you know, that was on, on that side of the border, another record, you know, for those north of the 49th parallel. You guys was instrumental. It was Wes's record too, man. I, I always feel, I always feel like you know, conducting things and and, and a lot of George's VIPs only. Like, what was it like putting that record together for for the Canadian, you know, icon? Well, it was pretty dope. I mean, at the time, like, I was still in New York, living in New York and stuff, and doing a lot of stuff with Main Source and Large Pro was in the studio working on the G Rap album, and um, 
how that came about. They 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 basically I I guess West caught wind of what was going on, and he called me up, and um, me and him had a conversation, and we linked up, and I linked up with Farley Flex, and they were like, yo. Want you to work on this um, Maestro Fresh West album, and and I was like, I, yeah, I'll do it because I, I I pretty much did my research and I heard he was like the dude out here, like you know, killing it. So I was like, yo, let's just do it. So you know, we did the deal, and basically I came out here for like um, a couple of months and basically was in the studios, and that's when I was hanging out with y'all and everything too. You know. What's that was Wellesley, right? Was it Wellesley? Um, no, we, I, it? we, we Wellesley? were at Whammy Sounds, man. Whammy Sounds. That was in Scarborough. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we were out there just recording the album, man, and, and having fun with it. And we basically recorded the album in, in Toronto and um, basically mixed it in New York. I mean, yo, you ever want to see me while I'll play conducting things <laughs> in any jam, and I'm there, man. But you yeah, did man, like such a sound, man, and such a sound to it. And you know, like, Kwame's, Kwame's in the video crazy. dancing and stuff uh, like that, like, wow. and that's my homie, and like, and I would see that and be like mind blown and shit. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, wow. You did like half that album though, right? You did like VIPs only and everything like that. Yeah, I, which I, is another dope, dope joint. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. I did, I did. Damn, I did most of it. Yeah, I did um, a lot of it. I did. It my, was you and then Peter and Anthony, right? Yeah, the two dudes, right? Yeah, I, I did like the the ones that probably everybody really like. Were like, yo, this is crazy. Maestro Zone, yeah. VIPs only, conducting yeah. things. Um, forces on VIPs only. Yeah, forces on K forces on VIPs. Only. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, before we get, because Thrust, I got a whole whack of stuff to talk about just on the Canadian side, you know what I mean? But before we get too deep into that, man, like, let's just take it back to fuck what you think. What you need is on that. Right. For those who don't know, Madonna sampled that shit. Right. What did she sample? She sampled the drums or the bass line? She sampled the whole record. Oh, word. To make yeah. human nature, right? Yeah, to make human nature. So what, what happened is that they came to us and were like, um, I think it was Dallas Dallas Hall or something. Um, Dave, David Hall, one of those producers, and they were like, "Yo, um, we're getting ready to do this Madonna joint, and um, we wanna we wanna basically rock with um, your your record, you know." And it was a thing where they were taking the whole record, so you know, can we use it? And basically, we'll give y'all production credit, royalties, and everything like that. And writer's credit. So we're like, why not? That's Madonna. Word. Material. Yeah. You know get, what I mean? Get like, that Madonna money, son. You know what I mean? So we just said, yeah. So basically, that's how it happened. And um, we basically got all our credits and writer's credits and production credits. And, you know, the, the, the rest was history, man. It was a great record. I mean, from there, man, let's, I mean, let's talk about some of the production credits. Mm-hmm. Fushnikins. Right. Uh, Shaq. Right. <laughs> Queen Latifah, mm. MC Light. Okay. Uh, who else, man? Big Pun. Right. I mean, dude, you did a lot of stuff. People don't even real realize that, man. Right. Again, it's like like I, I call myself the unsung hero, man. Like I did um I did a record for Big Pun called How We Roll. Um, that was before he passed away, and um, they decided to put that record out. It was a special record because. You know, I used the um, Janet Jackson Let's Wait a While um, sample. Word. And to me, that was like a childhood record that I always loved when I was a teenager. And I was able to just, you know, make a record off of it. And, um, you know, they basically cleared it and said, yeah, y'all can use it. So 
that was that was a good look for that situation. Um, yes, I did um, MC Light. I, I worked on two of her records. I worked on um, one one um, record called What's My Name Yo, and then she did a, another album with Missy Elliott on it, and I, and I worked on right. like a, a couple of joints on that album. And then I went on to doing um, a group called 702, which yes. um, Missy Elliott um, wrote um, the lyrics for, and, and, I, and I basically co-produced that with Rashad Smith. And, um, Tumbling Dice, what's tum up? Yeah, Tumbling Dice. Um, I worked with Ice-T, did a song called Mind Over Matter with Ice-T. And yeah, I did a lot of, back then it was just like hustling, man, because, you know, it was just like I wanted to just, you know, do a lot of work so people can basically hear my music, you know what I mean? And that's pretty much like what I wanted for myself, you know what I mean? Just to get it out there, you know what I mean? Was Shaq in the studio guy with you guys when you did What's Up Doc? When um, Shaq wasn't, Shaq was in with the Fushnikins, but I wasn't there at the time, I was traveling. So basically, when they cut Shaq's um, vocals, I had to go back in and, and, and mix it. Um, so when when that record came out, the record actually surprisingly went gold, right? And then they called me back. Jive was like, all right, we're sending you out to Orlando. And that's when um, Shaq was playing for Magic. And um, he, I went to his house, stayed at his crib, and basically came up with a couple of records, and we narrowed it down to one. and. And that made it on his record. That's track. right. Cause that's right. You were on his first album too. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that record went. Yeah, that record went platinum. So it was crazy because that was my first gold record was um, was the the What's Up Doc, and then my my the platinum record that I did was um, the Shaq Fu album, and then. My my Where, that went platinum, eh? That went platinum. Wow, it crazy. Platinum. It was crazy. And then um, my I had a triple platinum record, which was Madonna. You know what I mean? So I had a couple of you know records under my belt. So at that time, I was like, wow, like I'm only like I think I was like 22 or 23, and I'm like I have these platinum records. This is crazy. Yo, didn't you do some shit with Seal? I did. Um, I programmed um, "Fly Like an Eagle." I programmed the drums on "Fly Like an Eagle." Rashad, oh, yeah, Rashad, um, crazy, um, produced the record. I, I was in the studio and I programmed that up. And I was in the studio with Don Seal. You know what I mean? Um, doing that, so it was a good luck, man. It was a good luck for me, man. Wow, crazy, man. It's crazy, man. The history, like, and that's the thing. People don't really, like. It's it's crazy because I've seen. And I listened to, you know, like the Static Select interview you did, the Juan Epstein podcast. Right. And, like, I don't even think people realize just how deep your discography is. And that's just the American stuff. Like, we're going to, we're about to dip into the Canadian stuff. And that's a whole other, like. That's right. Right. I mean, like, again, like, you know, I call myself the unsung hero. You know what I mean? Because it's, again, like, when you love music so much, man, you just want to just do as much as you can, man, to, to to basically leave a legacy and show people that, yeah, you have done, like, catalogs and catalogs of, of songs. You know what I mean? Whether it's independent or major. You know what I mean? At least, you know, I, I felt like I touched a lot of people's, you know, souls and hearts with what with, with I was doing at the time. You know there, was, I mean? there was no plaque for Black Tire Fair? Yeah, that record went gold, man. Oh, it did work. Yeah, the record okay. went gold. The album went gold, man. Crazy, mm -hmm. man. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. 
so outside of, of course, obviously my show Black Tie Affair, mm-hmm. you did what else, man? You did like Infinite, uh, Gotta Get Mine, which is like a, one of my favorite joints. Yeah. Uh, you did stuff with Citizen Kane, right. Down to Earth, right. Kish. Kish. Ross, you guys ever work together? Of course. This is for show, man. This, this is for show. show. Yeah. And that was the first, me and, it's so funny because. Again, me and Thrust known each other for so long, and this was the first record we ever did together, and the, and the record was a smash. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, the, the vibes are right, the, the synergy was great, and then we also did a remix to that record that was that just incredible. Crazy, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, it was nuts, dude. It, the it, energy in that record, man, the sound. It, it was crazy, yeah, it was crazy, man. So we, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, Touched a lot of records out here, man. I did um, Shot Claire too. I was on his first oh, record. And that That's record, right. yeah, that record went gold as well. You Crazy, know, I didn't yeah, know so. that. What joint did you do on that? Do you remember? Uh, Chisnock and um, I forget. There's one with uh, Julie Black on it singing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, did, I, did, I did that record as well. Man. What did you do for um, Citizen Kane? Uh, gosh, I did a record. It had like um, it had like a, a Janet, another Janet Jackson um, sample in it. Because I was really into Janet Jackson. <laughs> no, seriously. I just really wanted to use like like her records because it was just like really dope, dope, dope um, sounds and stuff. So um, I forget the name of the song, man. But yeah, I did I did a few. I did I, I think I did like three or four records for them. See, I, I knew you did Infinite, uh, uh, Infinite's Gotta Get Mine. Right. What I didn't know until recently was that you did Take a Look, too. Yeah, I did Take a Look as well. Did he win a Juno for any of those or no? Um, I'm not sure. Word, 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 word. Yeah. And then what? You did shit for Jack Soul, yeah. Ivana Santilli. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. um... Uh, there was some shit that we were talking about. What was the group we were talking about downstairs? I'm just, like, just, yeah, just. With you and Doc, who everybody knows is, yeah. you know, from weekend oh, fame exactly. and stuff like that, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Crazy man. And that record is actually incredible, man. Like um, when you were playing it, I was like, wow, I, I can't believe how good this record is, man. So it's just one of those records, man. Like when you go back and you see what you've produced and done, you're like, wow, man. You can really, you know. You really have the love for it, man. And it's just crazy, man, that, that we're just, you know, going back memory lane real quick, man. Yo, who's, um like, some of the dudes from here that you remember, like, in terms of production and stuff like that? Do you remember a lot of guys, like the grassroots and the scams and all those guys? Or were you, like, on your own tip back then? I remember, well, well with uh, grassroots, I was really, uh, well, I'm still close friends with um, Attic. Where me and Attic used to go like shopping, digging, 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 like for records. We used to travel like Montreal and all type of places in in in, in um, Ontario just to like go and find records and stuff. And we used to dig all the time. So that was my my partner in in, in digging, man. You know, for 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 vinyl because he has a crazy crazy collection, <laughs> man. So, and he still does. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, know, I know. You know, he's that dude, man. So he's he's definitely you know my boy and. You know, Mr. Mr. Rome, man, that's my dude too. So, word. you know, like I did a record for him too, man. Oh, like, word. Yeah, it, it, um, it was a. Rome, I need that record, man, by the yeah. way. So, uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta give him a big shout, man, because that's one of my dudes, man. That, he's another unsung hero, man. That's just like 
one of these dope MCs that never got light, you know what I'm saying? He was just like super dope, man. And to this day, like I, I usually like when we play out tweets, I usually like, you know, try to rock some of his records, like Sun Sunny Kiss. You Sunny know what Kiss mean? is whack. Yeah, yo. Sunny Kiss. Those are like classic records, man. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah. Yeah, shit like that. If people don't know about those records, they need to catch those records because those are like, you know, again, records before things were popping now. And those are like real hip-hop records, you know what I mean? Like, but here, okay, so let me ask you something. Like, when you were going to New York mm-hmm. in the late 80s and early 90s, were people aware of what was happening here? And no, like, because you're obviously doing, like, you're doing main source records, but you're doing maestro records. So when you're saying to people, because, like, I know maestro was going out there doing shit with Showbiz and AG. Mm-hmm. Were people aware of what was happening up here? Well, I mean, people were aware because um, you had, like, Ghetto Concept going down to New York as well. You know what I mean? You have Maestro, you have Mishy. They were aware, but they didn't really, you know, take it in like that. They were like, oh, you know, because people thought of Canada, oh, where do they have in Canada? You know what I mean? MCs or whatever, but they weren't really giving us, like, a lot of, like, credit. You know what I mean? Right. Until now. That's why uh, Wes did that. Nah, this kid can't be from Canada. Cause that was the vibe. They were like, right. And you know, they, you, they knew, but yeah, but it's Canada. The, yeah, but they weren't trying to like really give it, give it up because at the time it was just all about New York. You know what I mean? New York well, was. But you know what? That's when New York was like that about everywhere. You know, too, right? Like they didn't care about LA. They didn't care about Atlanta. They didn't care about. You know what I mean? So that's right, the yeah, yeah. New York again in terms of like the foundation of like golden era of hip hop. You know what I mean? You had yeah. everything coming out in New York. So if it wasn't from New York, then it wasn't. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It shit. wasn't popping. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's man. that's what they looked at. But then again, when you started having like um, you know artists like um, NWA coming out, like that that really you know came out on the scene and you know from that it was just like Ice Cube and all these other guys and it was just like Far Side and all of that people started waking up you know what I mean it's, exactly. just like, it's not only New York you know what I mean exactly. it's everywhere else you know what I mean but again like Canada we still had that thing where people weren't really feeling us like that you know what I'm saying so you know it's just one of those things, man. Which is funny now because look at where we are now. Drake is the biggest thing in the planet. In the planet. You know what I mean? And like, so they got to pay attention now. You're, you're right. And, and and it's it's amazing that he definitely like created that for us. You know what I mean? But at the same time, too, that could be a, a, a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? Because it's it's one of those things where, you know, you have this, you know, huge superstar, you know, but again, it's just like, you know, can any other people get to this superstar to actually show him his or her music? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where they create boundaries, you know what I mean? As, as of yet, like, you know, all of the stuff I've done, I've never met Drake in my life, you know what I mean? Word. And, and I... I I, I love Drake stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things where it's just like I respect, you know, you know, him and I respect, you know, Forty, I respect all of these guys, you know what I mean? But at the same time too, do those guys remember who 
you know, were here before they were, you know what I mean? Making it happen on the scene, you know what I mean? Totally. And it's like, who put in the, the groundwork, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's my only thing. I have no beef with anybody, no beef with Drake or anything. I, I think what he does is just incredible. But at the same time, too, it's like with New York, you know, people know their history and they pay homage to the people that paved the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel, all them guys. You know, they can, they can walk in a building in New York and people are like, yo, they're gods, you know what I mean? Right. Right. and pay respect whether they're you know platinum selling artists or whatever you know what i'm saying they still they all pay homage to to these guys because without those guys you know what i mean they wouldn't be us right now you know what I'm well saying? that's that's the reasoning for us to do this podcast that's right? exactly what i was gonna say that's why we did this show the whole thing because everything is getting overlooked like that so it's like you gotta do something you know what i mean so right and, we're and, here now. We're here now. Yeah, no doubt. It's just the, the Toronto, the six is here, man. And the wave right now is just like ridiculous. Like I think, you know, like I think we're like the kings of trap right now. We we put trap on the map right now. So that's what it is, man. Everything that comes out here is like we're trapping, man. We're trapping, man. We're trapping hard too, man. So it's like we got the sound right now. So it's, it's just that you know Toronto sound. You know, you got like Tory Lanes, you know, out here. You got Roy Woods. You got like so many different. Yeah. Division, you know, yeah, party division, next door. party next door. You know what I'm saying? Like weekend. Yeah, man. the weekend. It's it's that sound. You know what I mean? And everybody wants that sound. So it's like right now, Toronto is that place that you know people are looking at right now. You know, not like in the '90s. You know, they weren't looking, but now they're looking to see who's the next Drake, who's the next Tory, who's the next Roy Woods or the weekend, and you know, etc. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely have talent. We always had talent, but it was a thing of like the timing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And yep. the timing is now, and now we got the we got the the torch. So we're just taking that torch and just you know we're running with it. You know what I mean? So it's a good look that all these dudes are like killing it right now in the game. You know what I'm saying? And and definitely putting Toronto on the map. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the thing I know about you because me and you DJ together quite often mm-hmm. is that you're not one of them dudes who's stuck. On that old shit, like you're you're about it. You're about yeah. playing the new shit. You're yeah. not stuck. You know what I mean? Whereas a lot of like I'm younger than you, and I'm stuck in a genre. Like I'm '90s all day. I ain't trying to listen to this new shit. You know right, what I mean? Right. But it's definitely something like it says it speaks to you. I don't know, like as a producer or whatnot. You know it's, what I mean? It's I don't know, man. It's, it's just one of those things where it's just like. You know, music is in the blood, man, and, and it's just like every era, you know what I mean? Like, it's different, and it, it's either you understand it or you don't understand it, you know what I mean? And I get it, like, there's not a lot, a lot of it maybe, yeah, it's trash, but then again, there's some shit that's just dope, you know what I mean? It's just like, it has that, you know what I mean? It has that right bottom, it has that right, you know, they they, they did the kicks right on that record, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, it's just like, when you get into it, it's just like, ah, I see where they were going with it, and I feel it, you know what I mean? So that's that's why, like, I, I'm I'm a person that evolves with the music, you know what I mean? And I like to know what, what the wave is, you know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much like the wave. You gotta understand and feel what, what's going on and what makes people rock right now you know i do put you know i i do throw in my 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 90s stuff but at the same time too i gotta understand my audience and 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 i gotta play for my audience and you know when i do play 90s stuff it's to you know show the audience that yo y'all gotta remember this too you know what i'm saying because without what i'm playing which is you know golden era or you know 80s stuff then again it goes back to you wouldn't have what you have now if it wasn't for these guys back then so it's just like you just got to do history stuff man sometimes when you dj 
You know what I mean? So people can really get it and understand where all the shit is coming from. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. Yo, before we wrap this up, what's what's the future got for K Cut, man? You guys, you guys gonna take this uh, this this fucking album on a world tour or what, man? Like a reunion tour or what? Well, because let me tell you something. Uh, I went down to, like I said earlier, to the New York show. SOBs uh, was crazy. Thank Pete you. Rock came out. Uh, Neek the Exotic, Mikey D, uh, Royal Flush, uh, Mike Gerardo, like, yo, Feral March, Primo was there. Like, yo, it was crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, bro. And I've been telling you from time that you guys should have did I that, know. right? right? It, was, it was just one of those things where... You know, the stars had to align and it had to be right, you know what I mean? And the 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 company that came aboard, we had to make sure that they were doing justice with the actual brand, you know what I mean? Because it's it's one thing about, you know, reissuing a record, but at the same time too, the quality has to stand up and be, you know, right and be correct, you know what I mean? Because anybody could press up a reissue, but is that reissue gonna be dope? You know what I mean? And, and you guys can like tweet I just you know, pass yeah. the record, it's you know the it comes with the insert that has all the lyrics and the pictures and, you know, the forward by Feral Monch. It's super dope. Go to VinylMePlease.com. You can pick that up there. Uh, I mean, like, what else, man? You ever, you, ever, you ever get the itch to make beats and shit again and do all I, that or no? I do when I don't, man. It's just one of those things where, you know... I just, I love what we're doing right now, DJ, man. And I like, like, you know, socializing with people and just like being in that groove, you know what I mean? But right now in terms of like, you know, starting to do shows again, I'm getting that itch again. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, we'll see where it takes us, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to, you know, you know, ride that wave right now and, and see where we can go and, and basically rebrand this whole main source stuff because, you know, again, some people might know and some people might not know, you know what I mean? And I think the brand is real strong and I think, you know, there's a lot of history to main source in terms of, like, who came from the main source, you know what I mean? And, you know, I always tell people in terms of main source, you know, what, what is the meaning of main source? Everything has to come from a main source, you know what I mean? Right. So right. that's, you know, pretty much with us, you know, everything comes from a source, which is us, the main source. So you got Nas, you got Neat the Exotic, you got, you know, um, Feral Munch, you got like, you know, um, Mob Deep, everything, you know, breaks off these atoms, you know what I mean? And these are all the, you know, the, 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 the babies that happened to come out from you know what we were doing our production and our, our work you know what i'm saying so that's what main source is all about man breaking atoms man well for that sir we thank you you know <laughs> yeah okay. thank you man all right man yo thrust well, man. it's another yo. one man it's another one stay tuned stay tuned keep it locked and loaded you know all right yo views before the six it's your boy big tweez Thrust, K Cut, yeah, yeah. and we're out of here, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. peace.